Welcome to Dramas with the Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Kay Muse. And I'm Drama Geek. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have monthly episodes we release exclusively for our kimchi VIPs. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. The link will be in our show notes. Today, we are going to talk about suspense in fall 2020. There is actually a lot of, a lot more suspense, mystery, that type of thing out right now than the feel-good rom-coms or anything like that. So we just, we thought we would um, focus on those and we will try our best to not have any spoilers for the plots and stuff because of course, you know, they're mysteries and they're uh, suspense and that would kind of ruin things. So but we will have probably minor little spoilers if you haven't watched it. So the first one I actually want to recommend is one that only out of the two of us I've watched. (laughs) But it was really good. So I think it deserves to go on the recommend list for those of our listeners who might be interested. And that is the drama train. And we actually did a full podcast on this. If you go back into our uh, podcast from last month, you can find the full in-depth details about that one but I wanted to put it on because I finished it it was 12 episodes which was really enjoyable and I just felt like it should get a little bit more love because when we recorded originally I'd only watched four episodes I was kind of on the fence about certain things and so this way I can kind of like give details on whether it was worth the watch in the end so first the positives I thought that the plot was really well written. I think definitely the writing is by far the strongest point of the show. The twists were really interesting and there were quite a few unexpected twists at the end that I wasn't, you know, anticipating at all. And so it really worked well with all these twists into the narrative. And the fact that it was only 12 episodes made it a much stronger pacing than if they had tried to fill fill it out with the full 16. Uh, Some of the negatives, I did feel like some of the directing was a little chunky here or there, like they'd have a really good scene and then there'd be some dialogue, which was a little bit over the top. And, you know, I'm not sure that always worked for me. So if I had to give any negatives, it'd definitely be the directing occasionally took me out of the story. And so in the end, would I recommend it? I actually would recommend this, especially with it being only 12 episodes. It's really easy to fit into your drama watching schedule. And I would think that you could easily binge it in a week or two. And so that definitely is going on our list of suspense dramas that you can watch this fall. It's one that I listened to the podcast and that you guys did. And because um, it had, you guys were only four episodes in, I definitely left the podcast thinking, hmm, not sure about that. <laughs> so now and I feel sad because <laughs> now I look back and I'm all like, I really enjoyed this drama. And it didn't sound like I enjoyed it as much as I did right. in our original podcast since it was just a first impression. And so I do want to recommend that people do stick with it and go through it. And it had some really great twists. And I thought it was a very interesting take on the, it wasn't necessarily time travel. It was more like multiverse world traveling. And so it was a very interesting take on that. And I felt it ended pretty well. 
So. Okay. So the next one that, um, we are going to recommend and I cannot recommend it more, even though it hasn't finished and it could go totally crazy bonkers by the end, but is flower of evil. And I don't says share the synopsis, but like, (laughs) I don't have it up. It's pretty much a cop who is married to this man suddenly starts finding clues that, Hmm, maybe he's a serial killer. (laughs) So well, he's sure the son of a serial killer. Yeah, no, I mean, he's well, and that's, but she did like, you know, she doesn't know exactly what, um, she doesn't know anything about him at all. His root, like his past (laughs) self. So the way that it's unfolded, cause again, it, we're trying to do it as spoiler free as possible. So the way it's unfolded has been very interesting. I don't know that it's like huge, huge twists, but it's just suspenseful enough and just twisty enough that it's like, it keeps me on the edge of my seat a lot because of the emotional part of a wife and a husband who do truly love each other, like having to discover and go through this and all of that kind of stuff. So it's, it's my, it's, like I think the only K drama I'm actually watching. Oh no, a stranger. I started stranger, but like, it's, it's the one that I'm sub stocking. I watched it at like 83% the other day and I had, and thankfully it was just subbed up until the very end. And I just watched, had to wait for the last 20 minutes for the next day, but I was willing, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm willing to just jump in and watch it. Not all the way subbed. Cause I had to know what was going on. Well, it really makes you want to know where they're going to take it next because Mm -hmm. it's not that the twists have been like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. It's just a little bit subverted enough where it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting it to go in that direction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, oh, maybe like you it's the kind of show you can come up with a lot of conspiracy theories about. Mm -hmm. And I always find those fun. Yeah. And this is definitely one of those where it's like, well, is this a secret? Is it that person? Is it this person? What's going on? You know? Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy that. That's a lot of fun. And so we're going to get into a little bit more detail on these or else it'd be a very short podcast. It would. (laughs) But again, we're going to try to, you know, stay away from actual plot points where it gives away secrets and details. So first off, Lee Jung-gi is back again. And how are we enjoying him in this role? Oh, I'm thoroughly enjoying him in this role. It's a very interesting one for him because early in his career, there were definitely some roles that he would overact in, you know, and you would be like, okay, you need to pull it back a little bit, but he's grown so much as an actor. And I mean, he's, you can't hardly find anybody out there when it comes to action and all that kind of stuff that compare to him. But mm-hmm. I feel like this one, cause he's not really doing a whole lot of action in this one. And this one's really pushing and stretching that his acting skills. Cause like with, and it's interesting cause stranger is the other one I'm watching and his character is also very like, you have to really look for the subtleties to see kind of what's going on in his head. And he's, the stranger actor is just phenomenal at that. And I feel like Lee Jung-gi is doing a really good job in this role because he kind of has to switch on and off the like, I'm acting and pretending to be a certain person who has these all these certain emotions and everything. And then now I'm being who I really am. And that 
the confused because he gets confused a lot of like, what are people feeling and how am I supposed to respond to that and everything? And, and I feel like he's doing a really good job with that. And there's been some scenes where just having to uh, be underwater and just different stuff. There's just been a couple of them that I've just been kind of like, wow, he's, he's doing such a great job. And I'm so excited for this, um, the show, because I think it's been since Scarlet Heart, since I've really gone into a Yi drama and been excited and really connected in. For some reason, just some of the uh, past projects that he's chosen the last couple of years just haven't clicked with me. And so this is really the first one in a long while that I'm like, oh, Here's the guy I remember from way back when, like yeah. that had that charisma and the that something that pulled me in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the directing or the acting or whatever it is, but it's just this perfect storm for him, which is really highlighting his talents and what he can do in a in a role. And so I'm really, really loving it. So his his wife is a detective and is played by uh, Moon Chae Wan. And she is somebody who is another hit and miss for me when it comes to just sometimes the choices, which actually their last drama, their last drama wasn't together. I don't maybe was it Criminal Minds? Was that her last drama or was it? I don't know. Might have been it. I think they've had both had one in between, but I can't remember watching. But I wasn't into either of them. So was Moon Chae one. Was she the lead actress in the woodchuck woodcutter one? Or was that somebody else? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I got (laughs) the lead lady. Yeah. So so again, sometimes it's hit hit or miss for me, depending on the drama and everything. I fell in love with her in um, Good Doctor, Uh, but I I really love her in this role. I love that it's kind of a cat and mouse game right now. Like she's found out information that he doesn't know she knows and different stuff. And so they're playing off of each other where sometimes he's deceiving her and sometimes she she's deceiving him. And I feel like she's doing um, a really good job at like, she's, she's devastated that she's found out this information about her husband, but she's still trying to push through and be the detective and kind of in some ways protect him and then find out what is really happening. And I do love uh, seeing those scenes between the two of them of when she's kind of like ferreting out information from him. What are your thoughts on her acting? (laughs) So I'm actually really enjoying her as well. I will say that she has all of the emotion that he is not capable of. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she's just, she goes, she's very impulsive. She goes by her heart and whether it's in a good or in a happy or a sad and devastated, like she is dramatic. And, but I think that's the character. And so even though it, if I just saw a clip, I'd be like, oh, she's a little overacting this. I think for the character that she's playing, I think that's supposed to be the way she is. Yeah. She's supposed to be very emotional. Like she's the kind of person who sees a guy, falls for him and goes and hooks up with him, you know, and marries him. Yeah. Just 
because she decided she was in love. And, you know, so it's very interesting how even though it's usually something that I'd be rolling my eyes at just in the in this show specifically, it's really working for the character. And that so was, I think she's doing a good job. That was one thing when I was watching to begin with. I'm like, how did it detect it? Because the first couple of episodes, they do show her as a very um, smart, attentive, like really pays attention to detail kind of person. And I'm just like, how did somebody like that get deceived into believing the you know, the whole lie? And they go back and forth and show the past scenes and stuff. And it, it was just kind of one of those like, she fell for him and she kind of almost molded him into what she wanted him to be or, you know, like he became what she wanted or whatever. I don't know. It was, a, it's a very interesting dynamic, but as the show progresses, I feel like she, it was a positive thing versus a negative thing. Like she wasn't manipulating him necessarily into what she wanted him to be. So I, I find it very much in her character, the way they built her up to act that way. And it doesn't bug me. So agreed. Agreed. So let's talk about the OTP chemistry, which in my opinion is off the charts. These two are really <laughs> connecting on all levels and I'm loving it. Cause again, I love Ijunki, but he's definitely an actor that doesn't always connect with the leading ladies mm-hmm. in my opinion. And for him to have this instant like chemistry vibe with Moon Chae-won, I'm really loving it. And it kind of reminds, it just reminds me of those classic couples that just stick in your mind in this kind of drama, like, you know, like an older suspense romance, mahjong drama. And it kind of gives me that kind of feel. And I am all, all over this. It's funny because they start out like, kind of steamy like they just start out from that and then kind of go from there and then there's been some other scenes and it is interesting as you dive deeper into his character to analyze those scenes and those interactions between them and kind of analyze what his feelings are you know and what level he's at or and how true it is it's kind of like when you're um what is it the good the innocent man or whatever the yes. uh, yeah where sometimes, and it's she, it's the same actress <laughs> for that one, but like how, um, how was the person that she was with feeling at the time? How much was it her? How much was it them? You know, all that kind of stuff. And I, they just, they have a really, really good sizzling chemistry that isn't like, too cheesy or even as because you know even when they're interacting as a married couple it's I don't get that like could you stop being so cheesy because I get that sometimes especially when the couple finally comes together and then they're like they're in that like honeymoon period they can be a little cheesy yeah and I mean they've been together for six or seven years years yeah yeah oh that's right she keeps saying he yeah so about 15 years um and they have a daughter and all that kind of stuff so but I Yep, I agree. They have a really great chemistry. So the next question is, is it mocking or suspense? And my response is both. Because <laughs> <laughs> as the story progresses, you've got this other storyline, which a lot of the mocking comes from his family. And so 
<clears throat> it's just this whole other storyline is totally mocking, but like the rest of it is all like suspense between the couple and his past and, and the serial killer and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Well, and I know that I'm ahead of you. So yeah, I've got to, <laughs> it I definitely goes more mocking as it progresses, but in a good way in like a definitely good way where you're like, what the heck? What? What is going on here? What just happened? You know? <laughs> okay. Well, and, and so it's in a good way, but it's definitely like, uh, I was not expecting the plot to go there, but okay, we're going with it. Okay. You know? <laughs> so I've seen through episode eight, nine and yes. 10 came out and then it took forever to, for nine to be subbed. And then I went, oh, I, I just so you guys know if there's a weird like if my recording sounds a little different than it normally does we just moved um, into a new house and it has all wood flooring and I put a rug down but we're still kind of echoing a little bit we're gonna have to work with this I think we might have to get some sound panels or something um, which I'm sure Mr. Drama Geek will be happy to acquire but yeah so um so we with moving and birthday stuff and everything I have not been able to watch nine and ten and I'm like dying I wanted to wake up and get it in before recording but we're actually recording pretty early today so (laughs) did not happen so yeah I've seen through episode eight so we'll have to see what kind of mock jong loveliness awaits me I'm excited to discuss (laughs) it with you I know because I was the last to even start this drama and then suddenly I binged it hard time the last three days mm-hmm. and I'm ahead of everyone else in our group yeah. and it's killing me. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So our final question is, would we recommend this drama for you guys to be watching? And I, I would say 100% yes. Mm-hmm. Like if you like romance, if you like suspense, if you like Mokshang dramas, this is definitely a good one for you. It's extremely well written, extremely well directed and acted and there's just no negatives for me at this point no I agree I would definitely and and again it could go crazy by the end but I don't know if that's a horrible thing with the way that the storyline is already gone and the acting and the everything else so I think that buckle up for the ride and just watch it <laughs> yeah it kind of reminds me of come and hug me but with yeah. a tighter script yeah and I agree. slightly better acting yeah so if you like that then you will for sure like this one yep all right which comes to the final airing drama that we have really enjoyed and that has tons of suspense and is definitely different than the other two that we Um, are currently watching and that is stranger two and for those of you who don't know we're huge fans i mean if you listen to the podcast or if you follow the blog you know drama geek and i are huge stranger fans Mm -hmm. so we are really excited for this one to start airing it's the second season and it's kind of a crime procedural Mm -hmm. but it's more like it's hard to explain. It's a cop and a prosecutor who has some emotional issues, mm-hmm. like dealing with emotions. And they kind of delve into everyday life and find people that are being dishonest. And, oh, it's hard to explain. It's, I, would, I would definitely say, because like thriller or like it does 
I think once the plot picks up, it does become more of suspense, but you also have to be prepared for it to, to have times of being more, I wouldn't say a political drama necessarily, but because like he's a prosecutor and the first season deals with corruption that he kind of, uh, uncovers yeah it's a good way to say he kind of falls upon it and uh, this season looks like it's setting up to to kind of tackle a lot of different parts of the the police and the and the prosecutors and the different people and and also yeah so he takes down corruption so there can be some more episodes or periods of like scenes and stuff that are definitely more like dense plot plotting a lot, you know, like, uh, more where it's not always like twists coming out of nowhere, but it does the first season definitely like was, I was on the edge of my seat by the end, like toward the end of the last, the last season, I was definitely like, Oh my gosh, what is going to happen? But it can be very, like, you have to be willing to be patient and just kind of let things play out. So I like how you said it was dense because it yeah. definitely is a very deep, yeah. dense, dialogue driven mm-hmm. show. It is. You know, you have to pay attention to every sentence. This is not one that you can just have half of your focus on mm-hmm. because some seemingly innocent conversation that one of the characters has at any point can be a huge plot point in the future. Yeah. And so you really have to pay attention and they weave in and out a lot of different story arcs, but Mm -hmm. then this writer brings them all back into one huge, awesome, cohesive plot. Yeah. And so season two seems to be very in point with that. So season two is about corruption. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. go. Uh, Yes. So the, um, the main character, the male prosecutor, is played by Joe Sung Woo, and he is just phenomenal, especially if you watch some of his stage performances and compare it with this. He's just so good of those minor changes to his expressions to kind of get the point across of what he's thinking and what's going on, because he he is somebody who deals with not being able to express emotion very well or understand people like he doesn't get <laughs> regular etiquette a lot of times and ever forever <laughs> and there can be a, I mean there was a scene already in this season where it's just a simple dinner but like so many of the little things that he did you were just like oh boy like they do not know what to do with him they don't even know what to think of him because he doesn't follow protocol and that's the whole reason that he in season one he was able to accomplish kind of what he did accomplish because it was just like he didn't let the niceties of society get in his way of finding out what the truth was, you know, and he's still like he's back for season two and it's like he hasn't changed one bit. He still doesn't care about what his bosses think or what he's supposed to do or any of that, you know, and so he just kind of does his thing. I love that the opening scene with him in it, he's going to a dinner party for the team and you later find out that it was his going away party yeah. and he blows it off to solve crime. Yeah. Because like, something 
um, caught his mind. Right. And so he's, and he doesn't even understand why that was a faux pas, right. you know? <laughs> well, and I, that I, from what I can feel, he didn't really get that connected to anybody that was there. So it was kind yeah. of like, I'm just being transferred. I'm leaving. What's, what's the big deal? Like you're just using yeah. this as an excuse to drink and to eat. Get, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> Such a great character and yeah. he's such a great actor. He's one of my all time favorite actors because everything he does is so well done. He picks really good shows. Except for the so, horse drama. <laughs> Wasn't he a horse doctor in one of them? <laughs> can't do historical vet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people did enjoy that drama. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, was- I, it was shows, for one. the most and Dr. Vet just doesn't work for me. Yeah. So for the most part, he picks really good uh performances and interesting shows that he can play something different. I with the exception of this, because it's a season two of the same right. character. Right. Rarely see him playing a typecast kind of character or a show. He's always a very unique character. And I'm really enjoying him in this and his micro expressions are epically wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't imagine anyone doing as good a job as he is doing in this role. So that leads us to one of our favorite actresses. Mm -hmm. uh, Bay Dunant is playing Yojin, who is the leading lady. She's a cop who she's working her way up the ranks because she is a very good cop and has all the right connections, but really she just wants to be solving crime and out on her job. And she's kind of found herself this season in a more political uh, situation where she's more of a political figurehead Mm -hmm. than necessarily a cop out solving crime. And so it's really interesting where her character is gone because she's the same person, the same character, but she has had the most transition into something new, I think, for all of them. Yeah. And so personally, I love her as an actress and she's doing a phenomenal job. And I love, 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 love that she's connecting in still with her old friends that she hasn't dumped them and that she you can tell at the root of it all she's still being the cop that she is well i think like because the it, her position was kind of it wasn't necessarily a choice which i'm sure she could have like denied it going there but i don't she's been there for two years and i really feel like it's just festering you can kind of see this like i don't feel like i'm making a difference and I want to do something else. And like, I really, she, I think she misses her old job. And, and so continuing to keep those like connections and everything is like her lifeline. And, um, Bay Duna is doing a really good job at that, like discomfort in, you know, sadness sometimes a little bit. And then the next moving forward, where they're going to go, it'll be interesting to see how she, um, I think she's just going to like throw herself full force into whatever comes next. And that's probably what's going to propel the, the mystery of, you know, what's going on. And, and of course the, um, the lead actor guy, he, he just, he has an itch, something's not right. And he's not going to be able to sit still until he, he figures it out. So that's also going to propel it. But I think her discomfort and boredom is going to push that as well. So 
I thoroughly enjoy her. So we had quite a few people returning as the characters in season two. Uh, One of them that I really enjoy, of course, course, is Sejong-jae. He's so funny and so two-faced. And he's like this total... Oh, how to explain how he is. He's like the lawyer that chases ambulances, but on a higher level. Because he's always looking to find the best deal for himself. And he definitely is ethically gray, but he's not totally evil either. Oh, yeah. He's... and. him, his character playing off of the the lead guy's character is always so much fun to watch because they're complete opposites. And you, in the first, like his, his character not really changing a whole lot, but still being able to not be a bad guy is the brilliance of like his character. Because again, he's not like the best person ever, but. I just love watching him interact with the main guy and how much they don't understand each other almost of the time, but then also how that they can work together and, and everything. So, well, and the two actors just have really great chemistry. Mm -hmm. And so watching them kind of one be so weaselly and the other one just being so blunt. Yeah. It's so enjoyable to watch them. Yeah. So. Uh, he's definitely my favorite out of the returning characters. There's some others, but he's the one that definitely stands out for me. Out of the, yeah, the side characters. So on the other side, we have several new characters this season. And is anyone standing out for us? I would say, and there's not like, at least right now, there's not a ton of new main new characters. I'm sure as we keep going, there will be other ones that will stand out a little bit more. But um, I'm going to pick the... Uh, Duna Bay's, or sorry, Bay Duna's uh, care, uh, boss. It's the actress that was in uh, Search WWW, the the rival at the other company. And she's such a great actress. And she's definitely the character that I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure if I trust you with anything. <laughs> and she's playing that really well because she's supposed to be the bad, the, the person policing everybody else going, okay, you need to, we need to make sure nobody's corrupt. And then you're kind of like, um, are you, what's your story? What are, what are, where do you actually fall? And I really enjoy watching her kind of behind, you know, behind the scenes, orchestrating things and how that's going to work out for the, the main story and the main mystery or whatever. Cause I'm sure she's going to be in the middle of all of it. And the character that I'm actually really enjoying is his the, new boss, his boss, right? Yes, the, yeah. yes. The new boss of the, the uh, main lead guy. So he's sent back to be in this division that are policing, connecting with the police over corruption and all this kind of stuff within the prosecutor as well as the police. And his boss is played by the 19... 19- 88, 88 dad, yeah. the uh, Park Bogum's yeah. father from 1988, reply 1988. Mm-hmm. And he's doing such a great job. He just. He's yeah. also a character. I'm not sure. I'm like, are you slimy? Are you not slimy? I'm not quite exactly. sure. Exactly. <laughs> You're not quite sure. Yeah. You definitely can tell that he's playing options. Yeah. And so you're not quite sure if he's just being a regular pro- like person who wants to 
cheap power or if he's slimy. Yeah. And he's doing a really good job on it. And him and Moshik's um, interaction is very interesting because he finds uh, him kind of just odd, but not in a bad way. And I like that there's that dynamic and it's just not an automatic negative mm-hmm. that the lead guy's a little odd. Yeah. Because that's kind of what we had in season one. So this is an interesting difference in season two. Yeah. So without going into great detail, how are we liking the story arc of the new season? And I do have to admit, I don't, gosh, did I finish episode three? I think I had like 15 minutes left of episode three. Um, So again, with moving and everything else that's going on, I've been a little bit busy, but I can see the potential of where it's going. I do feel like we're still kind of ramping up and I, I'm still yet to see that main story arc of where other than they're going to fair, they're going to find corruption and take care of it. Like that's like that we know that that's going to happen, but I, I still haven't seen the catalyst of what's really going to like really draw me in and make me feel like I have to watch this other than the characters that I love. I haven't seen that, that story arc quite yet. Well, it's interesting because so far I'm through episode four and we have had a couple different mysteries introduced. And I'm not sure which is going to be the one that's connected, that's going to tweak everything and jumpstart it, like you Mm -hmm. said. At first I thought, oh, it's this first mystery. Right. There's something suspicious. There's something extra. And then it's like, or are they just using that to show the inefficiencies of the situation on both ends of the procedure? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's all kinds of little things where it's like, is this going to be the big thing? Is that going to be the big thing? What's going to be the thing that connects everyone together? And I remember enjoying it in season one that there was a lot, not red herrings, but there was a lot of zigzagging on where I was expecting the mystery arc to go. Yeah. And I can already see that happening again in this one. Mm -hmm. I definitely think there's a little bit more politicking going on, which might not be your favorite. Right. But I really enjoy politicking and I find it interesting. And so there's some really interesting conversations that come up about the prosecution and the cops and where there's a problem in the system and seeing it from both sides. And so it's a, it's interesting so far, you know, it's very much a debate and I'm interested to see where it goes from there. So kind of connected into this, I've seen some complaints on like Twitter and stuff about the pacing. Is it too slow? What are our thoughts on that? Um, I think it just goes back in that season one definitely is a slow burn. You have to put in the time to get the whole story for it to really click in your head. And I'm hoping that season two is the same and I'm willing to give it that effort. So for season one, it took me until the end of episode four. I actually tried to watch season one several times. Like I started and stopped and I think you kept saying how good it was. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll give it one more shot. And so by the end of season, end of episode four, I was like, okay, I'm totally in. And I think that that's probably by the episode five is when, cause it, again, this writer takes time to lay down groundwork and you kind of have to be patient with some of that groundwork and characterization before you get into 
the art, you know, where the stepping off point where it really just starts going from there. So I, with this writer and the actors and everything, I'm completely willing to give that time and, and let it kind of play out. So, but if you were just watching this season and not watching any other seasons, you would probably be like, wow, this, this is a little bit slow. So I can see where people might say that. So would we recommend this? We always, <laughs> and I think for both of us, it's one of those like, well, if you haven't watched season one, you should watch season one first and then come to season two. And obviously if you watch season one, yes, you need to watch season two. <laughs> I agree. Like if you enjoy season one, you're going to enjoy season two. It's the same characters. It's the same feel. It We're just at the beginning of the story. Yeah. So I definitely think it's a very good drama. And I think if you like a drama where it's a lot of intellectual and you're willing to really focus in, this is not one that's going to be, a, oh, there's the smoking gun. That person did it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not going to be that kind of show. It's really detailed. And even the reasons why people do what they do is very layered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a black and white situation, or at least it wasn't in season one. And I highly doubt that season two will be any different. Agreed. And so I would say that this is a great drama for anyone that likes a more intellectual drama. Yeah. All right. So now for the fun stuff, since we have three great shows and we have to kind of whittle them down if you can only watch one. So we're going to throw out some questions and we're going to both choose one for each category. And so maybe that'll help you firm out your idea of which show you want to watch. So the first one is plot. If you were going just on plot, what show would you recommend? Mm, Just on plot. It's so hard because I really wish we had been able to watch more of Stranger. Because I feel like the potential for plot being really strong and very compelling um, in that one is good. But I think the plot in Flower of Evil is strong enough that I might recommend that um, drama for that. So I'm going to say Flower of Evil. And see, I'm really, I really liked the plot in Train. I thought that it was really mm-hmm. well done. Just because I have not finished Flower of Evil yet, and Mm -hmm. there is a lot of places that it could still jump the shark, (laughs) I'm going to pick Train on this one because it was a really well done plot. And by far, it was the best part of the show. So plot wise, I'm going to pick Train. All right. So the next one would be for OTP or Sleuthing Pair, because just spoiler alert, there's not romance going on in Stranger and that's okay. (laughs) But they are a great sleuthing pair. So who would we pick out of all the dramas, the three for your OTP or sleuthing pair? I think for me, I'm going to have to go to with Flower of Evil. They just click so well, not even just on a romantic level, but even on just an intellectual level, because they're, it's never a matter of someone's way ahead of the other one in what they know. Mm-hmm. It's so close where they find it out on for, through different trajectories. And so I'm going to pick Flower of Evil for that one. I think with, um, 
I'm going to agree with you because I do like the layer, the, the multiple layers of their relationship that like on just a basic level of them being a married couple and then of them being possibly the, the, the law enforcement versus the criminal. And then, um, then also just there's them kind of unpacking and figuring out and us as the viewer also unpacking and figuring out how do they feel about each other and how do things stand and everything. And then just their basic chemistry. Um, I, I would pick them now. I would say that on a, um, like steady, really fun to watch, especially like just, just really love seeing their chemistry on a, it's just a completely different kind of chemistry. Stranger holds up really well with that because they just have this really cute, uh, dynamic that I like. So their friendship is very unique. It is. It is. And I just love watching them, which is probably why so far it's not like really pulling me in because they haven't spent that much time together. I think once they start spending a lot of time together, it'll, it'll get me. So our next category is directing. And I'm going to have to go with Stranger for this one, even though it's a different director and you can kind of see the difference in the directing from the first season. Um, it's a little bit more stark. The people look a little bit less pretty. Not that they looked that pretty in the first one because that wasn't the the focus of it. But And maybe I would couple it directing and editing because I actually wonder if the editing person might be the same as who was on the first one. I don't know because the editing is really well done and it helps the suspense of it, even though the suspense hasn't been like like really high octane or anything like that. The the directing has kind of pushed that on where you're uh, very involved in the scenes that are in there. I'm actually going to agree with you on this one. The directing is really well done. I do like this director that is cho- that they chose to do season two, even though it is a different director. I like some of his past work. I really loved the first scene where he's in the fog yeah. at the beach. Yeah. That just was a great opening sequence to suck you back into the world and to see the mystery surrounding and it was so creepy even well, though you're trying to make your way through the fog <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly like, yeah. and to see his the leading guy's expressions the micro mm-hmm. expressions mm-hmm. through that segment just had me totally back in and it was a beautifully shot scene and I, they caught me from that and I've really enjoyed it ever since I really enjoy how they show the crimes being committed and we can see what he's thinking in his head. Mm-hmm. And that has really helped connect me into what they're trying to solve at the time. Yeah. And so I think they're doing a really good job on that and making it connect in and not just doing flashbacks, but feel like you're part of the mystery. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. And the final one, overall enjoyment so far. <sighs> I think from a um, like wider audience perspective, because again, Stranger is really good, but I do think that you need to like more dense, more and I like intelligent isn't necessarily. I mean, I'm not saying that if people don't like it, they don't necessarily like smart stuff. 
but you know, just it, it, there is, it's just different where you have to kind of like that type of drama. Whereas flower of evil, other than if you don't like serial killers, which I mean, come on in K drama land, how can you not like serial killers? I think flower of evil might appeal to a broader audience than strangers. So overall enjoyment, I think that's the one that I would say people are going to enjoy more as a pick. Uh, once again, I probably agree with you. The One of the things I like about Stranger is it, again, it's not, as you said, it's not intelligence. It's, you have to, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to be the type that really enjoy extremely layered conversations because mm-hmm. you'll have a conversation where on the surface, it looks like these two guys are being totally polite, but underneath there's like, 10 different barbs that they're throwing at each other. Right. You know, and you have to be the type that enjoy searching out the insults behind the facade. Mm-hmm. And cause that's what the whole show is more or less, because it's a lot of people being fake, but right. being rude while being fake. Yeah. And so I think flower of evil so bingeable. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't stop pushing play. I had to force myself to go to sleep at 3 a.m. <laughs> before I finished nine and 10. And so it is such a wild ride and very enjoyable. And I think if you're looking for one that you can just sit down, binge and say, what the heck every few like minutes, and it's not good. like grotesque or super creepy or anything. Like, it's not like you're yeah. like sitting there going, Oh my gosh, somebody's going to get me. It's more about again, the cat and mouse between the husband and wife and trying to figure out what happened in the past and how everything is going to play out in the future. So exactly. And if that's a concern, I think all three of these are actually pretty good because there were a few minor jump scares and train but for mm. the most part these are all more suspense they're yeah. not horror yeah they're not horror-y. Yeah. you know you're not gonna be like ew i'm gonna throw up yeah. you know <laughs> yes so all three of them are really good choices just for that little extra oomph of scare but not real scare yep i agree all right so thanks Uh, Thanks for joining us uh, for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. If there is a specific actor or theme you would like us to discuss, please let us know. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 